This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, November 12th, 2017. Priceless. Our priceless opportunities. Priceless. Is that better? Yep. Priceless. I'm so precious that its value can't be determined, that its worth is measured in terms of other than market value. That's our focus this month, priceless. Uh, last week we talked about our price, God's priceless love. Today we're going to focus on our priceless opportunities. And actually, our priceless <coughs> opportunities stem from God's priceless love for you, for me, for us. God loves us so much that God shares everything with us. We get to partner. We get to be about God's business and God's kingdom, partnering with God to make a difference. And we read all about that in the Bible. Hmm. See it right there in the beginning, right after the creation of everything. God wanted to share this creation, and so God created humankind in God's image male and female, allowing us to appreciate and enjoy the glorious creation, allowing us to be caretakers of, of the creation, allowing Adam, in fact, to even name all the creatures that God brought before him. God's love for us is so priceless that God wants to share this earthly kingdom with us, giving us priceless opportunities to be a part of all this. And not only Earth, this earthly kingdom does God want to share? He wants to share his heavenly kingdom as well for eternity. Eternity. These priceless opportunities go far beyond Adam naming animals or God sharing a sunset or how about those gorgeous leaves right now that we need to rake up. God gives us all kinds of blessings in creation, but God also gives us priceless opportunities to share in kingdom work with him. We think back through the Bible and we see great, great stories, great examples of this, stories that are at the very core of our faith as we live it out. In the book of Genesis, that's the very first book in the Bible, God shares a story about Abraham. Abraham had the opportunity, it wasn't Abraham's idea, it was God's idea for Abraham to, um, to move and start anew, and he became the father of many nations. And Abraham had an opportunity to be a blessing to generations, for generations to come. And it's that opportunity that we remember Abraham even today, thousands of years after God gave Abraham that original opportunity. Mm. And then in the second book of the Bible, the book of Exodus, we see how God gave Moses the priceless opportunity to stand before the, the most powerful leader in that area, the, the guy's named Pharaoh in Egypt, demanding Pharaoh let his people go, watching God in action as God persuaded Pharaoh to, to free the Hebrew people after a series of God-directed plagues. Moses had the place opportunity to lead the Hebrew people through the desert for 40 years, 
partnering with God as God offered miracle after miracle from parting the Red Sea to supplying daily bread in the form of manna, from turning drinkable water into water they could consume, to bringing an endless supply of quail so that they would have meat to eat. Moses had the priceless opportunity of joining God on Mount Sinai as God shared with Moses the rules and regulations under which this Hebrew nation would function. And then we learn about David. We can read about David in Scripture in 1 and 2 Samuel, 1 Chronicles, 1 Kings, and Psalms, most of which David wrote. You see, in the book of Samuel, God gave David the priceless opportunity to stand up and to battle a giant of a man. We know his name is Goliath. When David was just a mere boy, he was a mere shepherd boy, and David was able to show soldiers on that battlefield what faith in God really looked like. God gave David priceless opportunities to be the greatest king um, in Israel, a leader, a warrior, a poet, sharing the word and song, illustrating his close relationship with God who made him and created him. You know, as we read through the Bible, especially the Old Testament, we're confronted with a very male-oriented, male-dominated world. Most of the stories center on men. Most of the named characters are men. But there are exceptions, like the one we find in the fourth chapter of the book of Judges. Here we find God partnering with a woman. Deborah was her name. And God gave her the priceless opportunity to be the judge or leader of the nation of Israel. The priceless opportunity for her to encourage a military leader, Barak, leading him and his 10,000 troops into battle against the Canaanite king named Jabin. So we could go on and share more names, these bigger-than-life, you know, star-like Bible characters that God gave priceless opportunities to. But God did not limit those opportunities to just a few. I'm going to say that again. God did not limit those priceless opportunities to just a few. In that same story, there's really a very interesting story. I don't know if you've heard of a woman named J.L., but she had the priceless opportunity of luring a leader into her tent, a leader of enemy troops, only to drive a stake through his temple, allowing the Israelites to gain an upper hand and destroying the Canaanite king. And that was a very important role in the part of the history of Israel. Two chapters later in this book of Judges, Judges 6, we need read of a guy named Gideon. Gideon <coughs> was told by God to go and save Israel from the hand of the neighboring nation of the Midianites. <coughs> and Gideon says to God, how can I possibly do that when I'm the weakest member of the weakest tribe? <laughs> and God told him that God would be with him. And God partnered with Gideon, giving him the priceless opportunity to see what God can do through us, with us, sometimes in spite of us, when God partners with us. Priceless opportunities. And sometimes in Scripture, we're told of 
of people who are given priceless opportunities but were not given their name. There's a story like that in the book of John. John's in the New Testament. And it's a story actually that Bonnie Sieben shared back in September when she gave a message about Jesus' first miracle, turning water into wine. Well, there was a priceless opportunity that some servants who are unnamed in Scripture took when they partnered with Jesus. They went and they filled these six very large ceremonial jars. I mean, can you imagine? They were really, really big. But they were an integral part of this story so that the water could be changed into the best wine at this wedding. Can you even imagine what it must have felt like to watch Jesus do that, but they were the servants that brought those jars full. What a priceless opportunity. And so throughout the Bible, we see God partnering with people, giving them these priceless opportunities. And even though some of those names are well known to us, like Abraham and, 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 and Moses and David, they weren't well known when the partnering took place, when the partnering opportunity came along. In fact, all three of these men were, were shepherds, Abraham, Moses, and David, lowly shepherds, uh, an occupation that ranked very low on the socioeconomic ladder of that time. In fact, in some respects, shepherds were actually outcasts. Check out what Bill Sitzma shared in a uh, daily devotional called the Today Devotional back in December 2014. He wrote this, he wrote, in ancient Israel, shepherds were generally considered, quote, unclean in the community of God's people because of the work they did. They were in daily contact, that's the shepherds, with dirty, smelly sheep, with the sheep's manure, with the uh, sheep's blood from cuts and scrapes, and the insects that buzzed around them. <coughs> All of this meant the shepherds were almost never clean enough to worship with God's people in God's presence. And so they were generally treated as outsiders. That seems kind of funny today, that they were outsiders. I mean, Abraham and Moses and David, we see them now as these bigger-than-life, awesome, you know, character, real-life people in the Bible, but they were considered outsiders, and God partnered with them. God partners with the outsider, ordinary people, with an extraordinary opportunity. God makes you extraordinary. It's so incredible to do kingdom work, whatever that looks like in your particular context. Priceless. Deborah, think about Deborah, a woman in an overwhelmingly male-dominated world. She was given the opportunity to do some incredible kingdom work. And Gideon, the least of the least in his family, and God partnered with Gideon, giving him the opportunity to watch God in action as Gideon led 300 troops that defeated 135,000 Midianites. Priceless. So who's been by the land this week? Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't driven by, you need to. Yeah. Finally, 
we have some dirt moved. Amen. <laughs> so they moved it, and then they filled it up with stone. <laughs> I understand the stone, so when the uh, machines come off the dirt with mud in the tires, it helps knock the mud off so that it doesn't get dragged out onto the road there. But we moved some dirt. Did you see that silt, silt fence around the whole place there? Yeah, we have a, a little drone thing going here. It's pretty cool. Look at this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The orange fences, I think, might be where, like, retention ponds are going to be, something like that. That's what I think I heard. I could be wrong. Happened once or twice. That is one beautiful piece of land that God has given now, us. Now, if you go walk it, I walked around part of it and then I had to cut across. If you walk around that whole, not the whole land, but just around that silt fence, you better take your... Uh, your hiking boots, because that's a hike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome, isn't it? Finally. Finally. Please but, uh, take the opportunity yeah. to go. You can, you know, pull over behind the barrels. You can't get on the land while they're working on it. But like yesterday, Amanda Smith took her little kids, and they walked it, and they prayed yeah. over it. Yeah. So it's your land. It's God's land that we get to it's been enjoy. A long haul. It's been a long haul. All, all of this is a result of a priceless opportunity that God has given us here in Middletown and given it to all of us, all of us. You know, we're all in this priceless opportunity that God's given. For, for carrying me, it was an opportunity that actually began, gosh, about 25 years ago when God called her out of nursing and into ministry to go to seminary and to serve our home church. And then three years later, called me out of sales and into ministry to serve three small churches in, in Seaford and to go to seminary as well. And gosh, what an opportunity our kids had <laughs> to watch God in action when, if you use your brain and logic, it shouldn't have worked, but it absolutely did work. And they had the opportunity to see a, a, a great, uh, priceless opportunity that God gave us to trust him and to step out in faith. And so that priceless opportunity uh, to begin this new faith community as um, starting with some core families. There are 14 core families from Cornerstone. Cornerstone's an awesome church that is kingdom-minded. And we partner together, work together. You know, it's a number of people about in this section right here. That's what started this church, that section right there. Yeah, pretty, pretty incredible. Yeah. And so together today, connecting people with Jesus and the, the new life he offers, sharing the priceless opportunities that, that God has given all of us together to do kingdom work here in Middletown. But we're not just Middle, Middletown Church. We're a regional church, north, south, east, and west, a beacon of light, we pray, where lives can be changed and transformed through Jesus Christ. Mm. You know, not just regional, we're, we're worldwide because we, we're touching lives in India with some of the, we're able to help fund some ministry. These boxes, gosh, they're going to go well beyond this region, aren't they? And a thousand fact, boxes. Yeah, there you go. And then um, in January, Carrie and I are, are, have the opportunity, we have the plane tickets already to go to India to visit Koshi for a week and to set up a mission trip for, connection, for all y'all to participate in mission trip a year from then. Um, great opportunities all over the place that God gives us. You know, it boggles the mind. 
boggles the mind, the priceless opportunity that God offers us, that God gives us, that God places in our hands, that boggles the mind to think of how God's Holy Spirit empowers us, empowers us, you and me, gives us the gifts necessary, encourages us and leads us to be the hands and the feet, the eyes, the ears, the voice of Jesus in the world. Doesn't that just, I mean, it's so humbling, isn't it? And so mind-boggling that the God that created the, the universe and blew the very breath of life into each of us partners with us, trusts us enough with his creation and the people in it to be his hands and feet. It's just when you stop and think about it, it's like, you know, it boggles the mind of what God has entrusted to us and the opportunities, the, the opportunities the eternal opportunities that God puts in our hands. Wow. So the, the greatest, the most awesome, the most, I can't even believe that God has put this in our hands opportunity is found in the book of Matthew. That's the first gospel in the second half of the Bible called the New Testament. And it's, I want to set it up. It's, it's um, in Matthew and it's where Jesus has died He's resurrected, and he's now about to ascend into heaven to sit at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. And so he's saying some parting words to his disciples. He's, he's given them their marching orders. And here's what Jesus says. Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And then this next line is a promise. It's a promise of Scripture that's available to all of us. Let's say that together. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And so this is known as the Great Commission. Co, with, you know, together, like community mission, us together in mission, Great Commission, and it boils down, the Great Commission boils down to four, four simple parts. Go to them, make them disciples, baptize them, teach them to do all I've told you to do, Jesus says. Go make, baptize, teach. Notice that they're all action words, aren't they? He doesn't say sit around and wait. He doesn't say twiddle your thumbs till things happen. No, no, no. Go make them happen. It reminds me of a guy named Steve Shogren, who his, his kind of ministry is based on a servant evangelism, which is the basis of our uh, doing thing, uh, practical things uh, with, for, you know, in the world for God to share God's love in a practical way, like the hot chocolate we're going to be giving away. Like we the got Coke the, giveaway yesterday. And the Coke giveaway yesterday. We got those ideas from this guy, Steve Shogren. God led him to say, Steve, I want you to make a church not a come-and-see church, but a go-and-do church. Not a come-and-see church, but a go-and-do church. Not a passive church, but an active church. Not a wait, but a do. A go church. Go to them. Make disciples of them. Baptize them. Teach them. Go, make, baptize, teach. Basically, that is what our CCC mission statement boils down. We've taken that Matthew 28 and kind of boiled it down to connecting people with Jesus and the connecting people with Jesus and the new life. 
he offers and the new life he offers. Again, action. Using the gifts God has given us, taking advantage of these priceless opportunities God affords us, reaching out to the people God has surrounded us with, and putting this all together so that we might be the hands and the feet and the voice and the ears and the eyes of Jesus Christ, to offer them Christ. Isn't that just absolutely priceless? Amen. We had the opportunity last weekend to see a Christian comedian. His name was Michael Jr. Some of you might have gone as well. He was in Dover, and there was this one point where it's like, yes, he's given us some sermon uh, information that we want to share with you because he talked about the priceless opportunities and how to respond. He used this expression um, from his world of comedy telling the audience to be the punchline, to be the punchline. So take a look at what Michael Jr. says. People ask me all the time, Michael, what was your big break? Our next guest has performed on Comedy Central's Premium Blend. He made his first appearance on The Tonight Show from the Montreal Comedy Festival. You've seen him on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. That wasn't a big break. The big break was at a club, and right before I got on stage, I had a change in mindset about comedy. Normally when a comedian gets on stage, he wants to get laughs from people. And I felt a little shift take place, where I felt like I was to go up there and give them an opportunity to laugh. Now I'm not looking to take, I'm looking for an opportunity to give. This changed everything. My name is Michael Jr. I'm gonna do some jokes. And ultrasounds come in color now, which is ridiculous. I know it's a black baby. It better be a black baby. I leave the club that night, and there's all these people giving me hugs and high fives, telling me their favorite jokes. Then I look across the street and I saw a homeless guy. And I thought to myself, what about him? Most comedy, most jokes are set up. My son, four years old, looks at me out of nowhere. And he says, Dad, I want to be a doctor. I was like, yes, yes. And then a punchline. Then he said, or a dinosaur. <laughs> I understand that me doing comedy and doing all of these TV shows and making all these people laugh is really just a setup. My punchline is to make laughter commonplace in uncommon places. We go to Montrose, Colorado, a place called the Dolphin House. They take care of children who have been abused by their parents. And this grandmother explains to me that her um, grandson is being abused by his mom. He's so afraid of his mom that everywhere he goes, he wears a Spider-Man costume. So I get on stage, sitting right up front, Spider-Man. I start doing comedy. People start laughing, slowly but surely. Probably about 25 minutes into it, I hear a voice, and the voice says, my name is Ronan. And this little boy pulls off his mask. And it was one of the most powerful moments in my entire comedy career. If we could just stop asking the question, what could I get for myself? and start asking the question, what can I give from myself? I think people would learn that you don't have to be a comedian to deliver a punchline. 
is really what I want to get across to people. And I think I just did. I looked at the camera again. I don't know if I was supposed to do that. <laughs> you know, throughout history, God has chosen ordinary people. Given them priceless kingdom opportunities. Abraham, Moses, David, Deborah, Jael, Gideon, the, the servants we talked about at the wedding there at Cana, the, where Jesus turned the water into wine, Michael Jr. <laughs> the list goes on and on. Regular, ordinary people. God has called on and given extraordinary, priceless kingdom opportunities. Just regular, ordinary people, people like you and me. Leading everyday lives that are somehow, someplace, somewhere interrupted with a priceless opportunity from God. As Michael Jr. said, he said, we need to stop asking the question, what can I get for myself? And instead ask, what can I give from myself? Instead of what can I get for myself, what can I give from myself? And so the question today, you know it's coming. What priceless opportunity has God put in your hands? What priceless opportunity is God nudging you to do? It might be something just reaching out to someone in care and concern. It might be um, the way you behave at work, you know, being Jesus with skin on by stopping some negative behavior. It could be making a difference in your schools. It could be leading the coat giveaway. It could be all kinds of things. What is God asking you to do? What are you going to do about it? Are you going to be the punchline? Will you be open? Will you be more receptive to that, to that nudge, whatever that is like? Sometimes it's just like a thought that comes in your head. Will you respond to that? From the very beginning, God has set us up. God, you know, you're not a mistake. You're not some random act. God designed you. God put you on this earth. And it's not just to, you know, take up space. You've been given a God-shaped void where we fill it with Jesus' love. And then our response to that is to share and to make a difference in our own little part wherever God calls us to be. You don't have to be a comedian to deliver a punchline. And so how will you respond? Will you be the punchline? We hope so. We hope that you will be the punchline. That's the good news of Scripture. Let's believe it and let's live it. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, you um, created us with um, a divine purpose and a plan not to harm us, but to bring about good. Lord, thank you for that. Thank you for the opportunities that are presented to us every single day. 
Some are like really, you know, small things, but they're really not small in your eyes, and some are big and all in between. Help us not miss those opportunities. Give us courage. Give us boldness to just do the right thing and to embrace um, the plans that you have for us. God, we're, we're grateful. We're grateful for this time of worship. We're grateful for um, our veterans. We're grateful for the freedom to worship this day. And we give you all the honor and the glory in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And everybody agreed and said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus in the life.